Welcome to Southern New Hampshire University's Social Sciences podcast, Agents of Change. Here we invite students and professionals to chat with us on topics of inclusion and diversity, student success, and their learning experiences. In this podcast, we will hear insights and personal accounts of people who have persisted against the odds and impacted positive social change. Join us as we learn how we can all be positive agents of change. Agents of Change. I'm your host for this episode, Leman Tash. During this episode, we will be talking about a lesser known side of American history, which gives a different perspective to traditional November Thanksgiving celebrations. I would like to welcome our special guest, David Gordon Buresh. Thank you for being here. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you, Lamon. Uh, hello, my name is David Gordon Buresh. I am a mixed-race, white, Native American man living in New England. I was raised as a member of the Abenaki band of the Missisquoi Swanton, as well as Nelhegan, now the Nebesek, or Nebesek, now Nelhegan band uh, in Vermont. And I am active with the United American Indians of New England. Uh, and I have worked with Lakota kids, as well as Aloha Aina out in Hawaii for various other indigenous groups. Every November, millions of Americans celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday to symbolize friendly encounters between Native American people or indigenous people and the first European settlers who were arriving to this continent. Few people in this country and in this world, I would say, know a different side of these encounters. In this episode, we would like to talk about Thanksgiving from the eyes of people who were on this land before European settlers came here. So my first question is to you, David, in your culture, how is the history of Thanksgiving told? Thank you again for the opportunity to tell this story. Um, so there is a very different perspective on the story of Thanksgiving that originates with the Native American people of New England, specifically my own culture being Abenaki, who were present during this as part of the alliance with, uh, made by Osamequin, also known as Massasoit, uh, the great Wampanoag leader, who was principally responsible for the original alliance between the Mashpee Wampanoag and the Pilgrims. The situation regarding the actual history is what usually gets told in Native American circles. And as Thanksgiving is seen in Native American circles as a settler colonial holiday, specifically a holiday that tells a myth, a holiday that tells a mythological story about the coming of the English colonists to what would now be Massachusetts. The story is seen in a much different light from the peoples whose land are now held and occupied by not so much themselves, but mostly by the descendants of those colonizers. In Native American circles in the United States, but especially in New England, the holiday of the last Thursday of November is actually seen as a national day of mourning 
and has been recognized as such by the Native Americans of this area for over 50 years. Now, the story we principally tell regarding the original settlement by the colonizers um, is that at that time, there had already been contact with European powers. Uh, the French were already in the St. Lawrence River Valley. The Dutch were already in the Hudson River Valley. And the English had already begun to settle what would now be called Virginia. Contact had already been happening for well over 100 years. And there had been many raids up and down the New England coast by English explorers who had been basically taking Native people from their homes, putting them on boats, trapping them there, hauling them back to England or Spain and selling them. This is usually as slaves or as basically examples of the indigenous people of this region. This is historically the story of Squanto or Tisquantum, uh, who is the Patuxic man who was taken and sold into slavery by the British and was one of the most principal people for the original arrangement between Osamaquin and the pilgrims, uh, as Squanto, Tisquantum was the person who spoke English, which you can understand is not very common in the region of New England at the time of the arrival of the pilgrims. So we always try to make sure that that is an understood political reality, that this was a political alliance forged by, uh, uh, forged by Osa Maquin in an attempt to secure a degree of protection and access to trade goods and a general elevation of his political situation because he was in conflict with several of his local indigenous neighbors. And there had already been agreements and trade between these European powers and the various other groups. So first thing we do is we sort of dismantle the myth of Native American charity. This wasn't a charitable act. This was a political act designed to build an alliance. Was it ultimately to the benefit of people who were, frankly, not equipped to survive a New England winter? let alone a second New England winter? Yes. Um, specifically, the Pilgrims, only reason they got through the first winter is because they settled in the Patuxet area and were robbing the graves of the people that had died there about 20 to 30 years ago. And because they got access to several grave goods, materials these people were interred with during the first wave of the epidemics that were sweeping through this region, um, that was the only reason they had food and supplies to get through that winter. Um, they had proceeded to do other um, grave robberies up and down the coast to be able to get their hands on resources. Their crops hadn't been particularly successful. And it is true to say that the pilgrims were a desperate people. The alliance offered by Osamequin definitely got them through that second winter. It helped build a relationship that was positive and mostly lasted until the arrival of the Puritans about 20 to 30 years later and stood as a 
arrangement that ultimately went sour um, during the life of Osama Quinn's children, uh, specifically the what is called King Philip's War, which was the war of aggression by the British against the Wampanoag, who were being led by Metacom, uh, Metacomet, who was Osama Quinn's son. After the assassination of Wamoset, um, the person who had immediately inherited the title of Massasoit or the leader of the Wampanoag Alliance. So that's sort of, we tell the history of it and that it is sort of a beginning point of the colonization of the lands that we were inhabiting by the European powers. A lot of people don't know about that side of the history. And in this country, especially because I don't think it, it is taught in schools. Yet there are wide celebrations. And I wonder how Native Americans feel watching these wide celebrations, how it makes them feel. It's a celebration of the beginning of a very dark period in our history. There's no other way of putting it. It's uh, the colonial period in North America, especially in New England, is a very dark period of the history of Native American people. It's the beginning of a ongoing system of inequity, an ongoing system of what was often in many cases genocide. And it was a time of struggle and a struggle that is ongoing, a struggle that we are still feeling the effects of 500 years later or 400 years later, but give or take a century. Now, and thank you for sharing that, because I think it's very important for people to hear that and to understand that. But we are still sharing the same space, right? So you have these two different complete interpretations. There are people who are who don't even know that side of the story or who are descendants of the settlers and who see it as something positive. And yet there are other people who see the dark side of it. What needs to be done to reconcile these two different interpretations, given that, again, we all still share the same social and political space? No one is going anywhere. And that's a very important point. Um, one of the things that the United American Indians in New England stand by is that idea that we are still here and we are not a conquered people and we are getting stronger every day. So thank you for bringing up that this is a continuing thing that will continue into the future. And we both have to look at habitating, living peacefully in this land that we now share. We generally want to see the mythology sort of dismantled and the truth be told and to create a nuanced understanding of the history of this country, the history of a nation that we both now live in and making room for the fact that not every piece of the history is good. Um, one of the big issues that I know a lot of Native Americans have a problem with is the depiction of the Masses of uh, Osamequin and the Wampanoag in this sort of tragic, savage light of weren't they so kind? Weren't they so generous? It was a contrived political move. It was the smart move at the time. Arguably, was it the smart move in the long run? That's history. We don't know. But it was 
people making choices that they felt would benefit their descendants and trying to make a good choice. We think that part of it just needs to be telling the full story. Um, one of the things uh, about the National Day of Mourning, which is honored every single year in Plymouth by the United American Indians of New England, uh, is a political rally held at the statue of Alsamaquin. Uh, it regularly brings indigenous people from all over North and South America, uh, regularly getting in like, I think, five to 6,000 people and a speech, which was originally written by Wamsuta Frank James, um, a Wampanoag leader in, uh, this would be in 1969, I think, for one of the celebrations of like 300 or 350 years since the arrival of the Mayflower, he was approached by the city of Plymouth about providing basically what I'm doing here today, telling the other side of the story of Thanksgiving. And he produced a speech, which <laughs> as you can understand with uh, being the, even in the sixties, wasn't exactly something that these people wanted to hear. Um, the speech was then, of course, not brought to the public. And Wamsuda um, said, okay, well, I'm doing it anyways. And that's what started the National Day of Mourning, uh, uh, basically a political protest uh, that would be then followed by a march around Plymouth to sort of reassert the fact that this is our land. We are still here. Uh, in 1998, it was finally allowed to basically put up various signs in various places throughout Plymouth documenting our side of the history to be able to educate future people that would come and that we would be allowed legally to have this march and this rally, which there had been several times where incidences with the police where, of course, they were not approving of a political rally and a political march. And the eventually a settlement was reached. There is still conflict. Um, there is still some tension between specific groups and the United American Indians of New England. And what really we want, uh, especially in Massachusetts, is the ability to tell our own story, to be able to educate future generations and to be able to speak the truth as to the situation that led this and not the myth. And... Yeah, it's very important because, again, given that a lot of people don't know. So in my last question, we have a little bit of time, right, Hector? For the last message, most of our listeners most likely will be, I mean, either descendants of those first settlers or they most likely will not belong to groups of Native Americans. What would be your message to them? What would you like them to think about or to know or to acknowledge one the one thing above all else is to understand that this is not the past this is the present and this is the future we are living in a world especially in the united states where indigenous people native american people native hawaiian people native alaskan people various other indigenous groups within the United States are 
living, breathing, and thriving communities. We are very much still here. We are very much still alive. We are very much still speaking our truths. And this is a land that has been for the longest time dominated by a very particular myth about the fact that we are gone or we are dead or we are in reservations. We're not. We're everywhere. We're all over this country. We live in a vibrant world alongside you. And get curious. Ask questions. Understand that there is never one single side to history. And if that knowledge makes you uncomfortable, good. It wasn't comfortable for me to learn the truth and the history of Thanksgiving. It's much easier to believe the myths and the stories. But history is never comfortable. And if it is comfortable, it's probably not the real story. So dig deeper and get curious. That is a great message. And that message actually goes about any history, right? Just being open-minded and being curious and looking into those uncomfortable truths. And as you said, realizing that we are here all together and we have to build this country all together, right? We're continuing in this country all together. So knowing each other and accepting realities is very important. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this site, which I'm sure for a lot of our listeners will be new. And this is something that they will be hearing probably for the first time. And we really appreciate you bringing this site up. And we hope that this episode will open eyes to many listeners. Thank you, David Burish, for your time and for all your insights that you shared with us. They're extremely valuable to our learning community. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, again, my name is David Gordon Buresh, and I would highly recommend checking out the United American Indians of New England, as well as the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women, uh, which is addresses a major epidemic issue that is facing Native American women in every community in the United States and Canada. This is Lamont Tash. And I was your host for this episode of Agents of Change. Thank you for listening to Southern New Hampshire University's Agents of Change, a social sciences podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review us, and be on the lookout for more exciting episodes. Goodbye for now.